Hello friends, welcome to the 8th house of astrology, ruler of occult, magic, mystery, and truth. Join me, Sarah, a developing psychic medium with a scientific mind, and my good friend Eliza, a tarotist and thanatologist, as we explore, through the lens of the tarot, the healing hidden within the deepest and sometimes the darkest corners of the human experience. first mark making ever made by humanity was probably some kind of shamanic ritual um on the rocks you know like documenting yeah. some sort of visionary experience or an intention you know for um uh either hunt to go well or ritual to go well or birth to go well any number of things right so i would i would think that even even that in kind of our most basic our basic inspirations to create art come from that place. You know, but the Romans, um, the Romans had like a very specific system where if you see a, you know, flock of birds doing X, it means Y, you know, and uh, if, if they're doing this, it means that. So they had it really laid out as, as very, um, you know, kind of like a recipe almost of, of this is what it means. I mean, it, it fell in line with the, you know, the, the liver divination and all the other things that kind of happened. So as, as they were starting to do a ritual, you know, they would sacrifice an animal, whatever the liver said, they would also pay attention to what the birds were doing. But I think, you know, my guess and um, assumption here is that this goes back way further than that when it didn't, you didn't have to it didn't have to be a recipe, you know, like part of, part of what's interesting about divination, of course, is intuition and, and reading what's in front of you when actually what's in front of you, not, not necessarily like referencing, oh, this is what it means. And, you know, same with Tarot, it's a good way to learn. But at the end of the day, when you're doing a reading, you actually have to like read the cards and read what it's saying to you rather than like, oh, well, in this book, I read that it meant this. And then, you know, so it helps, but that's not, it's not really, that's not really it. Right. So same with the birds, right? If you're watching, if you're watching a hawk getting picked on by a little tiny songbird, which is happening all over the place right now, because it's springtime, you know, what in that moment does that mean to you? And, um, so that's an easy way, that's an easy way to kind of get into it. But of course, uh, you know, so that's, that's the basic general of like birds do things all the time. And at, in kind of a moment of, of paying attention to what's around you and having them respond in, in some sort of way that, that means something in that moment. Um, I always think that's a good one to pay attention to. Um, but then of course, like for you and me, we have birds in our homes so that, that yeah, so we have like a, yeah, we have this like <laughs> personal relationship with augury every day, every moment talking about you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And Mr. Sam is ringing his phone because he knows I'm talking about him. So, <laughs> you know, I think there's, there's a lot about divination that is just being hyper aware and hyper observant yeah. too. Right. And birds are extremely aware of their surroundings so it always feels you know prescient in that way where something happens like how did they know it's like well they just mm -hmm. you know like they're paying that close attention that they know you know 
they're so hyper aware and tuned in to their surroundings and the patterns. And when anything is out of place, they notice or, or they become so in tune with the patterns that they can seem to predict the near future. Yeah. So Mr. Sam will be in the kitchen and I'll go and say hi to my husband in his office, which is on the opposite side of the house. You cannot see it is far enough away where, you know, I, I have no idea what's going on over there, you know, and, um, I'll be, we'll just like hug and about to kiss and from the kitchen on the opposite side of the house, he will make kissy noises. (laughs) But before we actually kiss, he'll know like that. I I have no idea how, I mean, it's that it's that, you know, it's so, yeah, it's, I mean, and, and it's, it happens all the time. He does it all the time. It's not like he just makes kissy noises. Right. He'll only do it at specific times. Well, so he doesn't read tarot. (laughs) Mr. Sam does not because he would chew the cards. So (laughs) Yeah, I think the I think that he's a parrot, right? Yes, parrot yeah. beaks are a, a lot stronger than a bantam rooster. <laughs> <bee>. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he'd be like, "Oh, cool paper, chomped." I got, you know, I got chomped by one one time at a rescue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's powerful. <laughs> yeah, I had a I had a, a parrot previously that that was very delicate, and she would kind of just just um, chomp very lightly on a card if I gave her a spread to select. Really. Them. So they can, they can do it. He's, he's a little more, he's heavy beaked. Yeah. He's heavy beaked. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, well, it's funny because Al has gone from, um, I think, you know, even back when he sees something outside, speaking of. (laughs) So dramatic. The episode is full of bird sounds. I love it. At that time that he was on your, on, uh, we presented on your, on your show, um, Al was still at the point of just tapping the cards. And now if he ever feels like reading them, I feel like he's like already told me all the things he had to say about it and he's over it. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like, really, when I get them out, he's like, <sighs> you know, as if he'll just walk away. Like he's like, we've already been through this a million times. (laughs) Haven't you learned by now what I'm going to say? Like, it's like he used it to get to know me. And then he's like, he's so over it anyway. But when he ever does feel like it, if I have them out, he will actually, now he's learned how to pick them up and flip them over. Wow. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm just totally not needed. Uh, <laughs> That's amazing. It's like he knows, it's almost like he's got x-ray vision. And I wonder if they could possibly be that aware, <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, this, I think our, our definition of aware and, and, you know, paying attention to the world around us, I think we're so limited. So I think, you know, what, what becomes intuition and what becomes kind of these extrasensory perceptions is still within the realm of awareness. We're just not accessing it, you know, and, and like for something like that, like, you know, it's, it's, you know, we have, there's no language for it. I think we fail, we fail at being able to describe it in any other way than intuition, but I mean, something's going on, you know, 
it's, yeah, it's and I think spectrum. children have it more. Oh, 100%. Right. And, you know, I, something about, um, you know, culture and just as we age and just as we, you know, kind of try and fit into society, these things kind of slip away or we forget how to do them. But, you know, I think, yeah, like kids, you know, babies are born with so much of that. It's just that we, we, you know, society kind of molds you in a direction, whether you like it or not. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but I, um, so I, I had a, that, that previous parrot would do things like that. She was very, um, we were very in tune. Yeah. Her name was Victoria. And, um, she 100%, like if I would do a reading, if I was doing something just somehow like, you know, and I would present something to her just to see what would happen, you know, like she would invariably like pick very either a, a, the exact same card or something, something with the same message almost. Yeah. It's funny your, your previous question. Like I haven't been able to do tarot. One would kind of think that, I don't know, like I, I assumed I was like, oh, when I'm pregnant, I'll be, you know, like extra magical or something, you know, and I feel you know what I mean? Like you just have these notions, but, um, I, I do tarot now every once in a while. And I guess kind of my own practice, I, I like doing, I like drawing kind of a daily card, um, as not necessarily as kind of a divinatory thing, but more like a guide, um, just to kind of set, set a tone or kind of see if there's something I need to look out for in the day, you know, but, but my pretty much like this whole pregnancy I've been, I've only done it a few times because in a way it's like, I know, I just know, like what you were saying, yeah. I know yeah. what it's going to be. Like, what's the point? <laughs> this isn't telling me anything yeah, I don't like, know. Yeah. It's not telling me something I'm not already aware of, you know, <laughs> um, and not in kind of a mundane way of just like, oh, it's just going to be another day. But, but, you know, there's just the, 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 it's never surprising where I think before right. I would draw cards and I'd be like, Oh, interesting. I, I wasn't thinking of that. Now I draw cards. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what I thought they would be, you know? Yeah. So what do you do with that? Like, does, that mean, <laughs> does that mean we're broken? Like, what? I don't know. <laughs> um, I, you know, I think just, you know, being pregnant has just been so embodying in a way that I never, mm. um, never experienced before. And it's wonderful in that way. I'm, um, I've really enjoyed it, but, uh, even when it's difficult, cause it's often difficult, but there's still something really nice, something that's always there, you know, and not that I right. don't know, if, not that I didn't notice it before. It's just so much more of it than I've ever encountered. Um, you know, on my good days, I could tell this is going on, you know, but <laughs> Like, I don't have such a sensation of sometimes I would, I would feel where I'm literally like, you know, like in sci-fi shows and things where you're out of phase, you know, where it's like, I'm, I'm in one place, but I'm also four inches <laughs> over, you like know, you're painting, <laughs> right. You know, or it's like, I'm just not, I'm not like somehow all in the same time or all in the same zone yeah. or something. I, I have not had that experience at all since I've been pregnant. I've just been in the same place at the same time, the whole time, um, which is really rare. Like I often get right. I, I, yeah. And it's been, so that makes so much sense. Really nice. Yeah. I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever had that. Stasis. <laughs> 
even, you know, like just, I love what you said about like burrowing into the earth. It feels mm. that way. Like it feels very rooted. Um, yeah. Very solid yeah. somehow. I love that. It's just been a different relationship and I feel like I'm, I'm not struggling, but it is, it is just, you know, kind of perplexing to some degree that there is a diff, I have a different relationship with that kind of material now. And it's, um, I don't know if it's, if it's changed forever. I don't know if it'll go back to what it was before, you know, when, when I actually have my child or, or what, or will it be something else then totally also. So, but I never, never would have expected that to change. So yeah, it's just really interesting. It's, it seems it's the messages and how they come through have just become very different. And so how, you know, I keep thinking that how I use the tarot needs to shift, but I haven't quite come up with how that is yet. <laughs> I feel like I want to, I want to have the relationship, you know, I'm like, but we were so close, like <laughs> what's going on, you know? <laughs> and I just, don't, <laughs> you're so distant now. I know you're so distant recently. <laughs> like, what is this? Um, but I think, yeah, like I've been trying to think of other ways of approaching it to just to kind of, um, so I like, I like the numbers in the shuffling. Cause that feels very, you know, that re-randomizes it in such a way. Yeah. Yeah. Feels- maybe it's almost like a hanged man thing. Like yeah. we have to look at it from. <laughs> yes. I'm yeah. trying to think what else do we want to talk about? Like your, your paintings, your billboards, your, um, <laughs> your parrot tarot. Parrot tarot is, um, uh, each, each card is its own parrot. Uh, there is in fact a parrot for everything, which I used suspect, but it is in fact true. There's, there's a parrot theme for just about absolutely every tarot theme you could think of. And, you know, there's like a, um, a parrot that likes to hang upside down. I mean, all parrots like to hang upside down to be fair, but there is one specifically that's called the, the hanging parrot. Uh, and that was, you know, you can't make that up. That's the hangman, right? Like, yeah. How do you, you know? So, um, each parrot uh, has something about it that is the card. So it's not just an arbitrary like I'm sticking right. this parrot. That, um, That's awesome. So the uh, each one is done. Like I do quite a bit of research on each of the cards to make sure that the the parrot and the card match up appropriately. Um, and the goal here is to then have a book at the end that's also about conservation and the parrots Aww. also with the tarot. So telling telling the story of the birds in a whole different way. Like I, mm-hmm. so I just did the ace of uh, fruit, which is the ace of discs. Um, and as kind of what, how I like to think of the ace of discs is like the seed for everything. You know, it's kind of the ultimate, ultimate seed. And so I, I was thinking about, well, what parrot would work for that, you know, and it's, it's, um, I ended up doing extensive research on kind of the, the genetic, like what, what was the parrot? What's the er parrot, you know, like when, and it turns out that it seems that parrots, uh, split off from their last common ancestor somewhere around, um, you know, uh, uh, 55 million years ago. So there's been parrots around for a really long time. So that is the parrot that I put on the card, you know, so it's like, so they're very, very related in that way. Um, yeah. So one day it'll be finished. (laughs) Then I will start another deck, but you know, (laughs) 
but it's it's been it's been a joy to work on and it's you know but it's again very much a research project yeah <laughs> no that's how I approach stuff I well usually just very yeah. thorough and you you gotta go you there do it until it's done you know yeah. you can't worry about <laughs> yeah you can't worry about that it's the process that counts it's the alchemical yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And it's a, it's a toast-based deck for the most part. Um, like I think, uh, you know, the, the systems and the, everything, the color system, everything is, is intact. What is your favorite deck? It my, it's hard to say. I think my favorite deck has been for a while. Um, <laughs> so cheesy. Uh, it's the last unicorn tarot. Um, <laughs> I've just looked that up. I want that it is deck. so good. Uh, I, is that I, the only unic? I know you love unicorns. Is that the only unicorn deck? That there you know is of? a unicorn tarot, but the artwork is not just great. Great. Um, I <laughs> so uh, I'm I'm still working on. I had to kind of put it on hold with the pregnancy stuff just because I have not had time to sit and write. But I'm working on a book, um, a unicorn book. Uh, it's, which is really, it's, um, it's, it's basically like the book itself is kind of based on a painting I made. That's a unicorn mandala of, of not just the history of unicorn, but the, the unfolding of unicorn consciousness as I, as I see it in, in the world and unicorn consciousness is, is, um, radical individualism in community. So it's not just that we all look out for ourselves. It's we all look out for ourselves and each other. And I recognize your unique individuality. You recognize my unique individuality that does not put us in conflict, that actually connects us in, in a way that we can all be individuals within a community structure. <laughs> you know, I so it's not that. one or the other. Something about that concept is making me think of I think you had mentioned your emperor and empress, the eclectuses, parrots or something. So um, the females live in, they find their nests in tree holes. So they have to stick out because you've got to see the tree hole from, you know, hundreds of feet away. So you've got to see the, the bright red ladybird in her empress, in her empress tree hole. Um, sticking out from the rest of the foliage, but the males fly around. So they are not monogamous. Like there's always this thing where like parrots are monogamous, not all of them. Um, these eclectuses are definitely not monogamous at all in one sense. The males will fly around to as many tree holes as they can and feed and take care of all these different ladies. So, and, and the ladies have more than one guy coming in and doting yeah. on them. So like, you know, they're stoked. They're in their tree hole. They've got all these boys bringing them. I want to live in a tree hole. <laughs> right. They've got boys bringing them dinner and, you know, they'll like mate with them, but genetic research has shown that, that they will actually just mate. They will produce eggs from their favorite male. Even though they're meeting ah. different dudes, they'll still kind of have their favorite guy, but you know, they'll, they'll let the other, they have a say so they can choose, you know, um, he's the master of his realm, you know, and that realm includes a harem of ladies to some degree, but he's doing all the work, you know, it's not like, 
It's not like he's just sitting back and letting everyone else dote on him. He's the one going to all the ladies and taking care of them. He's the one that's maintaining and managing this in these relationship structures, you know, mm -hmm. as they float through. So it's, um, you know, he's, he is a, a king among kings, like all of them kind of like function in this way. Um, so it is very communal, but it's also, you know, he's the master of his own domain. Um, and that domain is shared by a lot of other masters of their own domain too, you know, so it's yeah. this like interesting way. It's not just one guy with like a right. crown on his head. It's, it's this whole communal way of like kind of caretaking and raising chicks and getting fed and, you know, being a part of that. Yeah.